Hello and welcome to the evening show here on EU Radio. It's 6pm on Friday the 18th of March, which means the end of the week is finally here. Well done on making it through and I hope you have some great things planned for the weekend. As the weather starts to improve, it's nice to make the most of it and go for a walk, visit the beach or some nearby parks. I'm your host for today, Maya Shinyetsky, and as ever, I'm joined by my co-host, Eva Kandul. Although it may be the end of the week, we still have plenty of exciting things planned for the show today. Later, Eva will be talking to Chema Garcia Ibarra, director of the film Espiritu Sagrado, which is all about aliens. Make sure to stay tuned for that so you don't miss it. Speaking of aliens, you might have noticed that the sky has been slightly orange this past week, almost like a sci-fi film. If you've been wondering why that is, don't worry, because I'll be explaining the phenomenon behind it. And, as always, we'll have plenty more great European news, culture and music for you. But, just before all that, we have the news with Marius Renaudet. Bonsoir, Marius. Bonsoir, Maya. Bonsoir à toutes et à tous. E-Radio, le journal, Marius Renaudet. À la une de l'actualité en ce vendredi 18 mars, un nouveau variant du SARS-CoV-2 dans les tiroirs, le Kremlin qui remet la faute une nouvelle fois sur les autorités ukrainiennes et un festival de bulles sans bulles pour l'Ukraine à Angoulême. Après le Delta Cron découvert par un chercheur chypriote début janvier, le coronavirus a son nouveau virus hybride, le Combicron. Ce nouveau variant serait une combinaison de deux sous-variants d'Omicron, le BA2 et le B1.1. C'est en tout cas ce qu'affirme en cette fin de semaine Rit Martens, médecin spécialiste en biologie clinique à l'AZ Delta de Roulers, à nos confrères du Newsblatt. À ce jour, 18 cas ont été recensés en Flandre occidentale, en Belgique donc. Aucune inquiétude à avoir cependant pour l'heure, d'après le biologiste, mais la, la prudence pardon, reste de mise. Les négociations entre Russes et Ukrainiens patinent toujours. Vladimir Poutine, le locataire du Kremlin, a accusé ce matin l'Ukraine dans un communiqué de faire traîner les pourparlers sur le conflit. Le chancelier allemand Olaf Scholz s'est entretenu au téléphone avec lui quelques minutes avant. Et à 14h, heure française, les présidents américains et chinois Joe Biden et Xi Jinping se sont eux aussi entretenus à propos de la guerre en Ukraine et de ses répercussions internationales. De son côté, la Norvège a annoncé à la mi-journée débloquer 300 millions d'euros pour renforcer son armée près de la Russie. Dans ce contexte toujours aussi tendu en Ukraine, les initiatives continuent de se multiplier en Hexagone et dans l'UE pour venir en aide au peuple ukrainien. Lundi, à partir de 19h et jusqu'à 23h, le Grand Thé, le théâtre de Loire-Atlantique basé à Nantes, proposera une veillée en collaboration avec les autres acteurs culturels ligériens. Au programme de cette soirée de solidarité, des interventions artistiques, des lectures et des prises de parole de chercheurs. Cyril Jollard, directeur de la soufflerie de de Rezé, co-organisatrice de l'événement. L'idée, c'est vraiment de se retrouver tous ensemble pour aussi partager l'émotion qu'elle a nôtre face à cette situation et apprendre aussi un peu mieux à connaître certains aspects de la culture ukrainienne à travers la lecture de textes et la rencontre avec des artistes ou des historiens et des sociologues qui vont nous parler de tout ça. L'idée, c'est vraiment d'être ensemble pour évoquer la situation et être mieux sensibilisé et réorienter les gens pour les guider vers des endroits où les dons peuvent être vraiment utiles en ce moment, parce qu'il y a un afflux massif de dons et que certaines structures comme la Maison de l'Europe à Nantes gèrent très bien ces questions-là et nous permettent de bien flécher les dons et d'être au plus juste avec les besoins des Ukrainiens actuellement. 
A noter que l'entrée sera gratuite, mais il est conseillé de réserver sa place. L'Ukraine s'invite également au festival de la bande dessinée d'Angoulême. La 49e édition, reportée à cause du Covid, s'est ouverte hier en Nouvelle-Aquitaine. L'occasion pour les scénaristes et les dessinateurs du 9e art de prendre les crayons pour rendre hommage au peuple ukrainien. Ils se sont affrontés dans un concours dédié en ouverture du festival. Pendant 45 minutes, 10 auteurs de toute l'Europe se sont succédés pour illustrer en direct une histoire sans parole. Accompagnés par le pianiste franco-ukrainien Dimitri Naidich, ils ont mis en scène un récit poignant évoquant l'exil d'une famille ukrainienne, laissant derrière elle les champs de bataille et un pays en ruine. Et pour votre idée sortie du week-end, on part tout de suite à Lyon. Après avoir fait le tour du monde en passant par Bilbao, Canberra et Liège, l'exposition Hyperréalisme, ceci n'est pas un corps, s'arrête désormais en Auvergne-Rhône-Alpes. L'hyperréalisme est un courant artistique apparu dans les années 60 aux états unis Ces techniques sont exploitées depuis par de nombreux artistes contemporains. Et comme son nom l'indique, le sculpteur hyperréaliste cherche à imiter les formes, les contours et les textures d'un corps humain afin d'en offrir une illusion parfaite. L'hyperréalisme tend donc un miroir dans lequel se reflète notre époque tourmentée. Retour sur cette exposition de 2000 mètres carrés conçue et réalisée par l'agence bruxelloise Tempora avec son directeur de projet François Enrade. Cette exposition elle s'est créée en partenariat avec ICA, qui est un partenaire allemand, qui travaille depuis longtemps sur l'hyperréalisme, et puis on est venu avec cette idée du corps, le corps humain, donc ce corps qui est exposé tous les jours sur les réseaux sociaux, et donc on montre, qu'on dévoile grâce à des selfies, mais en même temps ce corps qu'on cache avec le retour du fait religieux, et donc cette question du corps est vraiment centrale dans notre société aujourd'hui. On trouvait ça intéressant de venir parler de tout ça, de venir questionner tout ça, sans apporter des réponses, mais en laissant simplement des artistes montrer comment eux traitent cette question du corps, le corps humain et donc c'est comme ça qu'est née cette exposition sur la sculpture hyperréaliste. Et quels sont les artistes principaux qu'on peut découvrir dans ce parcours Au début de l'exposition on a Duane Henson qui est quand même l'artiste majeur de l'hyperréalisme, donc la, la star du mouvement véritablement. On a la chance parce qu'on a deux œuvres de Duane Henson qui viennent introduire le parcours. Mais après on a quand même aussi John DeAndrea et Carol Feuermann qui sont deux autres artistes américains qui depuis les années 60 travaillent l'hyperréalisme et qui sont vraiment des figures importantes de ce mouvement. Et puis par la suite, on en a d'autres, connus ou moins connus, mais surtout des noms euh, célèbres de l'art contemporain d'aujourd'hui. On peut parler de Berlin de Breukereux, de Ron Mueck ou de Maurizio Cattelan, qui sont des figures majeures actuelles qui utilisent l'hyperréalisme dans leur travail comme technique pour réaliser leurs œuvres. François Enrade au micro de notre correspondante à Lyon, Louise Yarnaud. Cette exposition est à retrouver à la Sucrière dans le deuxième arrondissement de Lyon. Et vendredi prochain, le parcours se visitera entièrement nu. Tempora, en collaboration avec la Fédération française de naturisme, met en place cette nouvelle édition nue suite à son succès dans d'autres villes européennes telles que Bruxelles et Rotterdam. Radio, la météo. Dans votre ciel en Europe ce week-end, grand soleil partout et pour tous. Quelques averses pourraient néanmoins s'inviter pendant votre après-midi dominical en Ile-de-France, dans le district de Lisbonne, ainsi que du côté de l'Atique. Au niveau du mercure, il fera 13 degrés demain matin à Lisbonne justement, 10 en seconde partie de journée, 8 à Stockholm dans la matinée et 11 l'après-midi. Et à Marseille, votre métropole radio en région PACA, le thermomètre variera entre 13 et 17 degrés au fil de la journée. Bon week-end à toutes et à tous, à lundi. 
Merci beaucoup, Marius, pour toutes ces actualités. Don't forget that later on, Eva will be speaking to Basque director Chema Garcia Ibarra. But before that, let's have some music. First up, we're traveling to the States with the song Best Behavior by the band Gustav. Make sure to check out the song's super creative music video too. Enjoy! This is my best behavior. Touch it! 
listening to the evening show here on EU Radio. That was the song Ya Oi, sung in Turkish by the Israeli band Satellites. And just before that, we had Best Behavior by Gustav, a band from New York. Two different vibes, but both very upbeat to give you some energy for the weekend. Now, I mentioned at the start that some of you may have noticed a weird orange tinge in the sky this past week. I don't know about you, but I felt like I was in some sort of vintage film set, so I decided to look into why this weird phenomenon actually happened. It turns out that this orange sky was actually linked to winds that brought dust all the way from the Sahara Desert to France. On Monday, regions in the south of Spain, such as Murcia and Alicante, captured photos of a bright orange sky. The dust then seems to have continued north, as it was also visible from the southwest of France, the New Aquitaine region and Brittany. Now it has even reached the UK, where people in Kent and London have been experiencing the same orange skies. This strange phenomenon has even been bringing actual physical dust to some regions. In East Sussex, people have had to wipe layers of orange dust off their cars, which has been referred to as blood rain. Slightly spooky. But there you go. At least it's a relief to know that we're not facing an alien invasion just yet. It's just a bizarre meteorological event. Later, however, we will be talking about aliens with director Chima Garcia Ibarra. But for now, let's head back into our playlist for some more music this evening. Next, it's Bout It by Liv.
that song was about it by singer-songwriter, rapper and producer Liv. I personally really like the slow beat of that song and Liv's soulful voice. Liv, whose real name is Olivia Williams, was raised in Dallas and moved around a lot, but is now based in Los Angeles. Having grown up listening to a lot of gospel music in church, as well as jazz, R&B and hip-hop, which her brothers introduced her to, it's clear that her upbringing still has an influence on her music now. She started out her musical journey by using samples from LPs in Dallas, and she admits that even she doesn't know how to define her genre. She then first started to gain attention with her 2017 project, Frank, and later with her 2018 project, Hoop Dreams. The latter led her to be spotted by American rapper Earl Sweatshirt, who invited Liv to go on tour with him in 2019. Liv has now released several singles and short albums, and I'm sure her success will continue to grow the more people find out more about her. Her most recent album, Couldn't Wait to Tell You, was released in 2020 and features spoken fragments which almost seem like diary entries. They contribute to the carefree yet intimate nature of her music. But moving away from the States and towards the Basque country now, don't forget that later Eva will be speaking to Chema Garcia Ibarra about his film Espiritu Sagrado, which was released at the end of last year. But just before that, we have time for some more music. Next up, we have the song I Don't Really Like It by Welsh band Panic Shack, which was released just last month. Look at me like that And when you talk to me like that 
You're listening to The Evening Show here on EU Radio. That was the song I Don't Really Like It by Welsh rock band Panic Shack. Despite the title of the song, I hope you did like it. Let's have some more music now with Gratidão featuring Camila Macizo by Portuguese singer Tequila. This song was released just at the end of last year. Enjoy! Trabalhem em silêncio, foi o que eu vos disse Hoje frutos pagam contas e poupam chatice Tenho uma equipa mega sólida, não te metes nisso Não há histórias, nem conversas, nem muito aldrabice As metas são o meu time, o foco é no time Tudo que foge as prioridades eu elimino Não vejo menino, topas Eu estou a solo, mas sinto bucos, tropas No ciclo do ruínas não se expõe derrotas Se os caminhos forem destruídos, crio novas rotas Atalhos, eu crio os pantalhos, não chio Não falhes com o tio, cavacalho, com bio Profissional, intencional e sombrio Como se é duques, mas tornou-se num trio Cash beats e Fazia yeah, life, ninguém viu Era brincadeira, depois ficou doente eu Vivo o que eles não vivem, faço o que eles não fazem Não quer saber dos teus followers se não tens mensagem Inspiração máxima é minha linguagem Fala menos e é só filtros e muita montagem Eu não quero, já sofri demais Eu não quero, já sofri demais Jantares fora, comprar gris, fazer viagens, viver de bola, arranjar bife, ter coragem de contar troques, vender box, viver a mais, vida mais copos, blocos e escrocos, será paragem. Estão a sentir presentes olhos no futuro. Passado de uma experiência atrás, não procuro. Demasiado iluminado para viver no escuro. Nunca me vejo fantasiado, só a dar no duro. Muita queixa, muito choro, o outro também disse. Se eu deixo, tu bates cor, não quero saber disso. O meu desleixo é um tesouro para tua patete. Se me fecho numa tadura, porque estou em piso. Eu não quero, já sofri demais. Eu não quero, já sofri demais Eu não quero, eu não quero Eu não quero, já sofri demais which means gratitude in English, by Portuguese singer Tequila, here on EU Radio's The Evening Show. It has such a great beat to it, I wouldn't be surprised if it made you want to get up and dance along. We have plenty more great music and cultural news coming your way soon. But first, it's time for the news flash with our journalist Marius Renaudet at 6.30pm. E-Radio, Le Flash. Marius Renaudet. 
Après le Delta Crohn découvert à Chypre début janvier, la Covid-19 a son nouveau virus hybride, le Combicron. Ce nouveau variant serait une combinaison des deux sous-variants d'Omicron, le BA2 et le BA1. C'est en tout cas ce qu'affirme Rit Martens, spécialiste en biologie clinique à l'AZ Delta de Roulers. À ce jour, 18 personnes ont été testées positives à ce mutant dans les Flandres. Mais pour le médecin, il n'y a pour l'instant pas de quoi s'inquiéter hein, face à l'émergence de ce nouveau variant. La prudence reste toutefois de mise. Les négociations entre Russes et Ukrainiens toujours dans l'impasse. Dans un communiqué publié ce matin, le Kremlin accuse la présidence ukrainienne de, je cite, « faire traîner les pourparlers dédiés au conflit ». Olaf Scholz, le chancelier allemand, s'est entretenu par téléphone avec Vladimir Poutine dans la matinée. Et à 14h, Joe Biden et Xi Jinping, les présidents américains et chinois, ont échangé de leur côté sur les répercussions internationales de l'offensive russe sur le sol ukrainien. La Norvège, quant à elle, a promis à la mi-journée de débloquer 300 millions d'euros pour renforcer son armée à sa frontière commune avec la Russie. Un photographe norvégien de renom accusé d'espionnage arrêté mercredi en Grèce. Knut Bri, âgé de 75 ans, a été mis en état d'arrestation par les autorités helléniques pour avoir pris des photos de navires des gardes-côtes et de la marine grecque. Le septuagénaire se montre très critique à l'égard de la politique anti-migratoire du gouvernement de Kyriakos Mitsotakis. Il a comparu ce vendredi devant un magistrat de Lesbos. On ne connaît pas encore le verdict du juge. Des cohortes de crayons mobilisés à Angoulême pour rendre hommage au peuple ukrainien. C'est ouvert hier le célèbre festival international de la bande dessinée pour sa 49e édition. Un moment propice pour que les scénaristes et les dessinateurs du 9e art s'affrontent dans un concours en ouverture du festival. Pendant 45 minutes, 10 auteurs européens se sont succédés pour illustrer en direct une histoire sans parole. Ils ont mis en scène le récit poignant de l'exil d'une famille ukrainienne laissant derrière elle son pays en ruine, accompagné en musique par le pianiste franco-ukrainien Dimitri Naïditch. Et ce dimanche se tiendra en France la journée nationale de lutte contre l'antisémitisme. Des événements seront organisés un peu partout dans le pays pour sensibiliser les citoyens français à cette question qui est toujours au cœur de l'actualité. Merci Marius. Very soon, Eva will be speaking to the bus director Chima Garcia Ibarra about his film Espírito Sagrado, so stay tuned for that. Speaking of Spain, have you ever traveled to the country and been taken aback by the rolling blinds, persianas, which you can find there? It turns out that these blinds are used for protection from the sun, but also for having privacy from neighbors. Now, next time you travel, you can understand more about why these blinds are so popular in some cultures. First, though, we're traveling somewhere colder, to Switzerland, with the song 1088 by Etienne Machine. City. 
That was the song 1088 by Swiss rock band Etienne Machine. Let's travel away from Switzerland and to another European country now, Slovenia. In 1895, a devastating earthquake completely destroyed the country's capital of Ljubljana and Joshe Plesnik was given the task of reimagining it. He had a vision, which was to turn the city into what he called a modern Athens. His project was even called the Slovenian Acropolis, named after the well-known Greek structure. Many parts of Ljubljana now resemble traditional Greek architecture. Inspired by ancient cultures, Renaissance and Baroque art, Plesnik redesigned the city with a completely different style to its previous one. Although modernism and formalism were two styles that were on the rise at the time, he rejected both of them. In an even more progressive statement, he created a pedestrianised city centre long before other European cities considered doing so. In July last year, UNESCO even added his work and design to the World Heritage List, truly an impressive accomplishment. His forward-thinking design should and could inspire us today when we reimagine the cities of the future. Who knows, maybe we'll end up building lots more cities which resemble classical architecture in order to preserve and celebrate the past. I'm sure that has made you desperate to go and visit the city of Ljubljana, but before you start booking your tickets, don't go anywhere just yet. It's now time for the best part of the show. It's interview time. So over to Eva. After being cancelled in 2020 and taking place in hybrid edition during the pandemic, the North Spanish Film Festival is back in person. It has become a must-see rendezvous for the Spanish cinema lovers. The city of Nantes is currently hosting the 31st edition of the North Spanish Film Festival. 60 different films will be screened and you will have the opportunity to meet 40 different artists. Today we have the pleasure of welcoming one of them on EU Radio. 
Chema Garcia Ibarra is an established short film director who has come all the way from Spain to present his first feature film, Espiritu Sagrado, Sacred Spirits in English. <laughs> Welcome, Chema Garcia Ibarra. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you for the invitation. Thank you. Chema Garcia Ibarra, let's go back to the beginning of your career in cinema. You directed your first short film 10 years ago already, El Ataque de los Robots, De Nebulosa Cinco. Mm -hmm. The film was selected for the Quinzaine des Réalisateurs in Cannes and won several other prizes, including the Méliès d'Or for Best European Fantastic Film. Have you always wanted to become a film director, Chema Garcia Ibarra? Mm -hmm. Yes, yes, since I was uh, a child was the only thing that I wanted to make, films. And uh, for me, it was not very easy because um, I was living and, and, I, and I still live in a, in a city which uh, has no relation with the film industry. It's in the south of Spain. And uh, for me, it was uh, very difficult in thinking for in going to a film school. So I have only one way to make films, uh, which was uh, watch all the films. <laughs> Since I was a child, it was being more cinephile. So uh, that was my education, just watch, watch uh, films and, and reading books about films. No? So I started to make that, uh, I wanted to make that sort of thing with, uh, I wanted to make a science fiction film. But I was in in uh, in my city, uh, so it's possible to make a science fiction film within a normal Spanish city with normal people. I mean, not a film in the future or a film in a spaceship. In a normal industrial Spanish city, can can I make a science fiction film? That's that was the idea uh, behind my first short film and the idea behind all my all my films, try, trying to make a fantastic, a fantastic film, a science fiction film, but in a place where the, there is no mm, fantastic <laughs> any, uh, elements, like a normal city with uh, normal people. But why choose science fiction? Why this genre? Uh, because... I don't know I like very much the like the most uh, cosmic ideas and the the fantastic concepts uh, that is um, the the questions that is always asking the science fiction like um, what is the universe what are we doing here there is something else this kind of questions is behind of the science fiction stories and is what I am. And trying to translate um, in uh, to this, uh, as I have told you, to these uh, normal places and normal people, no. And so you're here in not to present the film Espiritu Sagrado, a film which won a special mention from the jury at the Locarno Film Festival in 2021. Congratulations! Mm -hmm. Thank you. <laughs> Can you tell us what it's about, Chema Garcia Ibarra? Yeah, uh, the, the film is about um, a group of, of, um, of people who uh, has this uh, strong believing in, in UFOs, in flying saucers. And um, at the same time, there's a girl that is missing and everyone is looking for um, this missing girl. And uh, the film has this... Um, Yeah, mix of uh, drama and comedy 
science fiction and normal life that I like very much. And it's made without professional actors. The, all the actors are non-professionals. It's something also that, that I like very much. It was actually uh, going to be one of my questions. <laughs> um, so the film takes place in Spain, in the city of Elche, where you were born. Mm -hmm. And yes, you decided to choose non-professional actors. Why? Because I like also, um, I mean, I like the, the, to work with uh, contrasts, uh, comedy and drama. And also uh, this... Um, Uh, the film is a fiction. It's totally uh, written. I mean, has a, a, a um, it's like a thriller. But also, like I like the contrast between the fiction and the reality. So uh, when I use non-professional actors, it's like that uh, I create like an atmosphere of a documentary film, but everything is a fiction. So uh, I like this mixing of uh, the reality and the fiction and. And the, all the, the true that it's um, uh, that that um, they have they, these people have. I mean, they are uh, when they are speaking, they use their own words to say the things that they have written. And I don't know. It's it's just for this to to create that uh, atmosphere of a documentary film, but it's not a documentary at all. It's it's. Uh, totally written is a, a fiction but I like this mixing of uh, different worlds there's a certain authenticity which comes from non-professional mm -hmm. actors yeah 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 this is like a, it's like the, they have something that is real because they are real I mean. <laughs> and there are several children in the cast mm -hmm. what was the biggest difficulty you faced in directing children yeah the, I mean uh, finding To find the the perfect <laughs> the perfect girl is one of the main characters is a, is a, is a seven years old girl. So I, we made a, a casting with a lot of girls, and uh, for for a um, for a little girl in a shooting, uh, everything has to be like to be playing. Uh, it's important. Uh, Uh, not not lose this feeling of uh, of uh, for the girl to uh, to be in the middle of of some, uh, not working it's like uh, like it's a game uh, yeah it's something like a game yes so it's important uh, to to have uh, this connection with the girl in in this case we we were very lucky because this uh, this girl uh, her name is Jum Jum Marquez Jum means light in is in in Valencian, which is a, a language that we have in the in our region. Jum, uh, 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 she doesn't want to be an actress. Uh, she wants to be a, a film a filmmaker. <laughs> so, so she uh, went to the casting because uh, she wanted to know how was a shooting because uh, she wants to be a filmmaker, not a not an actress. And uh, she's very very smart. Uh, it's very easy to work uh, with her. So uh, when you choose this kind of girl, you know that it's going to be very easy to work. And maybe let's let's go back to what inspired you mm -hmm. to direct, to write this story. It's, it's just to make, uh, I mean, it's always the same, uh, like in my other films, 
trying to make a science fiction film in, in my in, in the city where I live. No, this this is like my my inspiration. There was something about television. Yes, yes. I mean, this like uh, I was uh, some years ago. Uh, I was uh, watching the like a local TV, and I watched an uh, interview with a very similar uh, group. Uh, very similar to the group that I have uh, made the that I have put in the in the film, they were like a, a paranormal research uh, group, like but very popular, not very scientific, uh, not not very. Um, I mean, they were very normal people with this um, feeling of of being. Um, or, or have these believings about the paranormal things. So uh, they were very different. It was like an, an old woman with a teenager. I mean, totally different people. And, and for me, it was a, a, a very beautiful idea, the, the image of having these people like in the middle of nowhere, uh, like uh, waiting for a flying saucer or something like that. So that was an uh, image that I have some years ago that probably was the first image of this, of this film. Um, the creative industry was among the hardest hit by the pandemic. Mm. And many artists talked about facing a lack of inspiration to create, despite having the time to do so. <laughs> Did you manage to carry on working during this period, Chema Garcia Ibarra? And this is my last question. Yes, uh, We have um, all the pre-production of the film during the pandemic, and the shooting was in November, in, uh, in the first year of the pandemic. So we made all this process of the casting was totally online. So we made the uh, we asked for the for videos, and I mean, I met the the actors, actors they are non-professional actors, but I met the, the people like some months after the, the the first casting that we made all online so yeah we passed the all the the first month of the pandemic was the the pre-production of the film so i was working a lot in my house <laughs> yeah, yeah but but was um, i mean i want i want to make another film soon uh, without a pandemic <laughs> <laughs> I want to live the experience of, of making a film without a pandemic, really. <laughs> Thank you, Chema Garcia Ibarra, for joining us in the evening show on EU Radio. Thank It was a much. pleasure to have you with us. The Spanish Film Festival will take place until this Sunday, the 20th of March. So see you at the cinema. Thank you so much, Eva and Chema. Earlier this week, you may remember that I gave a tip for fighting procrastination, and today I have one to help combat stress. Scientists have found that when you're stressed, you can try exposing yourself to more stress to reduce emotional, physical and mental strain. These short bursts of pressure, also known as hormetic stress, can come from taking cold showers or getting into a hot sauna. Personally, though, I don't think I want a cold shower just yet. Instead, let's have some more music. Next up, it's Jackie Down the Line by Fontaine's DC. My friend Sally says she knows you. Got a funny point of view. Says you've got away with murder. 
That was the song Jackie Down the Line by Irish band Fontaine's DC, which was released at the beginning of this year. And with that, we have sadly reached the end of the evening show today. But don't worry, the evening show will be back next week, broadcasting from Tuesday to Friday between 6 and 7pm as usual. 
There will be great European music and news, as well as some interviews which promise to be super interesting. So make sure to tune in to EU Radio at 6 to 7 p.m. on Tuesday to make sure you don't miss that. But for now, goodbye and thanks for tuning in this week. Thanks also to the great EU Radio team who have joined me here every day. Eva, Marius and Nelly, our tech director, of course. I'll leave you with the song Move On by the Brussels-based and Brazil-inspired duo Tapioca to take you into the weekend. Esse lugar que é tão